I'd love to hear from the metalworking nation which one you like better, 25 minutes or 40 minutes. I think they're going to say shorter. Some feedback on shorter is better. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Which is great because I'm the shortest out of the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to take a six foot two guy out of the equation very soon. So there you go. The average is going to be less. <laughs> Hey, Jason. Hey, Jim. Hey, have you claimed your company on ThomasNet yet? Yes. And you can connect with over one and a half million industrial buyers who use ThomasNet.com every day to source new suppliers. Yeah. When you claim your company profile, you'll be able to access your supplier analytics dashboard to see which companies are actively sourcing for what you offer and gain insights into market demand, buyer intent comparative benchmarks, and more. Wow, that's a mouthful. And you also get collaboration tools. So you can add team members who can administer the account, make updates to your company profile in order to increase engagement. It's a really, really great site. It's free. Go to thomasnet.com forward slash claim to get listed. And the Metalworking Nation gets 25% off an annual subscription with the code CHIPS25, C-H-I-P-S 25. Sounds like a deal. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts. Let's make some chips. Welcome, manufacturing leaders. I'm your host, Jim Carr, and today recording a very special episode of Making Chips. It's a follow-up to our December 2014 episode, our very first episode, which is about social media and manufacturing. That was a long time ago. Long ass time ago. Does it really matter and why? And I'm your other co-host, Jason Zenger. Yeah. Well, I was getting to that. You're getting a little too ahead of yourself. Also, it's my last structured episode, and I'm going to have one more after this one. But I am thrilled to be here at MXD Chicago Goose Island, formerly DMDII. Do you know what MXD stands for? Oh, you're going to ask me a question. Go ahead. I'm going to ask you, what does DMDII stand for? Digital Design. No. Oh, I'm sorry, Nick. Nick. Okay. Can I get another try? I see. He really wants to redeem himself. Jason, go. I don't want to steal DMDII. Digital manufacturing. (laughs) All right. Go, Nick. (laughs) Digital manufacturing design innovation institute. Very good. Awesome. (laughs) Well, you stopped. I know. You're making it seem that I was wrong. Well, what does MXC stand for? Manufacturing times design. Nope. Manufacturing times digital. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, okay. Thank God he could redeem himself. Yes. Yes. Anyway, we've recorded hundreds of shows here, so it's kind of bittersweet. Nick, Jason, guys. You do cry about coming downtown a lot of times, though. I do. I was not happy today. But the good restaurants make it all better. Yes, exactly. I'm not going to cry, but it's a weird day for sure, being that this is the last time I'll probably be at DMXD for this reason. If you remember that December of 2014 was back in the coat closet at Zenger. That was the furnace room. It was the furnace room, which is now my sister's office. Oh, God. (laughs) We fixed it up a little bit, though. I would hope so. And we're kind of joking around that it's a furnace room. I mean, it really is a furnace room, but we made it look real nice. There just happens to be a furnace in her office. Yeah. So When Jason and I started on this journey nine years ago, we had no clue it was going to stick. It was generally grassroots, and we were eager, and we were willing to give this new media 
podcasting a try and take a chance. It was literally just supposed to be a hobby. Well, guess what? The response was overwhelming. The show has become wildly successful and many people rated it as still do as the number one manufacturing podcast out there. We are forever grateful for that accolade. Yeah, it's also a little wild in the recording studio every time we record, too. Yes, yes. You know what I think all the success can be attributed What's to? What's that? The song. Oh, it's the very Pump true. Pump the Club? Yeah. I don't think we introduced What's her Pump name, the Club anyway? Now. Sexy Lady Voice. Oh, no. Well, Pump the Club is not Sexy Lady Voice. No, but Nick's referring to her. Oh, so. you're yeah, talking yeah. about, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's why people listen. I don't know. They're like, you I know what? I need to get my blood pumping. So if yes. you think about this, this goes back to when I wrote <laughs> that script, I never intended it for it to have the connotation that it had. Yeah, right. And I remember the first time Fernando Ortiz, that script, he just busted, he almost fell out of his chair, busted out laughing. I know. Because, you know, it's just, sound of I was a like, that's not what I get meant. Your blood pumping. Like, I was like, that's not what I meant. <laughs> so anyway. Anyway, time keeps marching forward. The friends, the acquaintances I've had on this journey are now different. Oh, just you've had them? No, I'm just talking about myself and what this plan You're talking about yourself? No way, Jim. I am. I'm talking about (laughs) myself and the friends and acquaintances. Jim's friends and Jason and Nick's acquaintances. (laughs) (laughs) Jim likes talking about himself. Did you realize that? Well, I'm also talking about the people I met at TMA and how that all changes as you get older and time goes on. It's just obviously apparent. So you're probably all wondering why is because the timing is right. My manufacturing carbs is experiencing extreme growth. And for me to navigate that efficiently, I need to spend 100% of my time there. Yeah, we put a lot into this. I mean, we all have our own jobs. It's not easy. This isn't a little like when we feel like it thing. We try really hard. Yeah, I mean, we're one of the few podcasts. I mean, there's, I don't know, a million podcasts and 99.99999% of them record virtually. Yeah. Yes. We record in person yes. 99% of the time. Exactly. Because it's better. Because we love you, audience, and we want the quality to be better. I'm going to say that. No, at the you're end. absolutely right, Nick. It's because we want to deliver a quality product to the metalworking nation, 100%. But I think this is cool. So I don't want to like jump in too much, but you did your first episode on social media. And now, nine years later, you're going to bookend your making chips career with I am. social media. You know why? Social media has changed so dramatically in the last nine years. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I think that was how Jason and I actually got physically introduced to each other Ooh. was, well, no, because we were asked to go on. Don't make it Someone sound gross. was sliding into some DMs and then oh, don't make no, it sound no, gross, Jim. Physically no, no, connecting? I'm very happily married. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I was doing social media for Car, oh, okay. and we were asked because of that reason, I was asked to be on an AM radio show. And that's where Jason and I met. So. Yeah, I'll make a really long story short. Please. So Jim was asked to be on a radio show to talk about social media manufacturing. I was asked to be on the same radio show at the same time to talk about how to create a vision for your company and execute on that vision. It was an AM radio station, 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning. 20 people probably Three heard people it. listened. Yeah. So maybe yeah. 20. And at that time, I was listening to AM radio to no, you were probably learn watching about Sesame the Chicago Street. Bears. I was watching Sesame Street. <laughs> Not that young. No, you're right. It was only eight years ago. <laughs> okay. But you were probably, were you in high school eight years ago? No. Oh, I don't know. I'm 35. Okay, so. 35 minus eight is I'm almost a full grown okay, man. Yeah. He has you kids. You are a full grown man. He has kids. <laughs> You've got kids. Yeah, I know. Young kids. He's Three not kids. quite tall as a full grown man. No, no, no. <laughs> but age wise, he's like a halfling. <laughs> anyway, number two, number two reason why I'm Sorry. leaving is I'm leaving on a high note. 
We're not 185 on the charts. We're number one. So I want to leave on a high note. And I have an opportunity to do my own thing where I don't have to answer to these two jokers all the time. I don't have to schedule my time around their massages. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we're getting a lot of those. I thought it was a colonoscopy. There's a big <laughs> no, difference well, between the two too. of them. Yeah. So I have my own opportunity to do my own show, which is my true position, which I'm sure you've all heard of. So if you're interested, listen. Other than that is, let's talk a little bit about the pre-commentary about social media marketing. And we're going to get into this in just a minute. But Nick, do we really need social media as a sales manager? Is leading I think a the sales- answer is it depends. Okay. No, the answer is no, you don't need it. Yeah, right. Okay. I mean, the answer is no, you I don't gonna need it. I was going to ask you. Yeah. Well, some yes. businesses, yeah. not very many in manufacturing, but some businesses are completely reliant on social media. Okay. Right. And I there's agree. some businesses that are 0% reliant on and social media. And a lot yes. of those 0%ers are in this manufacturing world. Exactly. And there is nothing to be ashamed nothing. of not being involved in social media. Absolutely, because there's some downsides to it too. Oh, absolutely. But do Even I think it's a so good idea nowadays. to have a social media strategy yes, if you're trying to a market a product and you want to build a community and have conversation? Absolutely. Should like, it be part of your marketing strategy? Absolutely. Okay, okay. Absolutely. So let's just keep all those thoughts on the back of our brains because that's what we're going to talk about yeah. a little bit. But we're it gonna, doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Nothing has to be. I, I have another question. I don't have to sit here and record with you guys for another five years either, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but I'm just, you you're right. To. No one has to do anything, but we're just talking about this podcast was developed best practices for manufacturing businesses. Sure. And I have another question which you could talk about. Is podcasting a social media I would, yes. about. Mm-hmm. I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I would say yes, it is. I would say yes, We can talk about that, too. You said, hey, you know, I'm doing my own thing, and you've probably all heard of it. And if they're not on social media, they probably haven't. Well, yes, because yeah. if the show is social media, then they haven't heard yeah, about it. exactly. So, But my question is to Nick... Tell us what's new at AME. Well, AME and Hennig, right? I'm split both ways. We deal with each other on the AME side, but I guess those are Nick's pronouns too. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, so like if you look at my LinkedIn profile where you can put your pronouns, I put AME slash Hennig. Oh, you did not. Because I work for two companies (laughs) that are all part of the family business. You asked about AME, and on the AME side of our business, we're involved with machining automation and You've got a new Trinity system that anyone who's on social media can see you're excited about. And we're the integrator and sales and service partner for those systems. And so that's a direction we're excited to go in. And yeah, it's just been really good. I'm really pumped about it. When you're a work holding company, Jason, this is kind of applies to you too, right? So when you're in the tooling side of business, you're all about throughput, more quality parts per day. And we're on the work holding end of tooling, if you want to call it tooling. And it was a natural segue to get into like automated delivery of the workpiece into the machine, whether that's moving the workpiece and using like a pneumatic vice to clamp the workpiece or moving the entire pallet in the case of like the Trinity system. So it's just a natural evolution of our business so that we can go where the industry is going. And we're really, really pumped about it. So. Awesome. That's great, Nick. Yeah. Love it. Jay-Z, anything yeah. new and exciting? I am working on and about ready to cast our new vision, our new strategic plan for the next three to five years. And I'm very excited about it. I'm super pumped. I'm, I don't even know if it's bullish or bearish. I don't care about those words, but I'm like really excited about the future and the new initiative. It's bull. 
Thank not you, bull, not BS, but bull is good. Okay, got it. <laughs> and I'm really excited about the future. And so we, our culture is at such a high point right now. And I have a future episode where I'm going to kind of talk about some antidotal things related to that. But I'm really excited about the future. I love our team. Things, the future is bright. I'm excited about. We're opening up a new branch next year. We've got several acquisitions that we're looking at. I mean, it's just good. But just above all else that, there's like a greater purpose that I have for the business and that's the people. And and that's just going really well. So, awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. Great. Thank you. Let's dive into this episode because I think we're going to go down many rabbits. I mean, do you even remember what you said in the first one? Not one thing. Okay. So actually, interesting I, did, to compare. I did remember one thing because I went back this morning when I was prepping for this episode just to absolutely confirm that episode number one was social media. It really is. I went on Spotify and dug all the way back. But I remember people telling me that if you had a better social media presence, it would boost the algorithms to have your company site get found. What you're talking about is like Google search. A Google search, yes. So I remember that being very impactful that I learned 10 years ago that if you had a very prominent social media site and you were getting a lot of activity on it, it would boost the algorithms so your company website really? would be found. Really? Wow. I don't know if that's still true to this Well, day. you know what's ironic about that right now, Jim? What's that? Google search is not as important as it used to be. No, you're probably right. Yeah. I'm yeah. 100% right. Yeah. It's not as important as it used to be. It used to be everything. What is important? Just there's so many other platforms that you could search within. You could search within podcasts. You could search within Google. You could search within Instagram. I mean, they're just the list goes on. It's become so segmented. Decentralized. Decentralized, not only by like the age groups that prefer it, but the things that you would search and where you would go for those. Yeah. This is a whole other subject. Which and not we to be talk about it's super important. nerdy, but it's funny how things change because people were gaming the system with social media activity to drive links to their site and they're something called nofollow links most of the time now. Right. So they What did, is a nofollow link? Like basically doesn't send the Google juice to your website from social media because people were just like posting stuff and linking back to their website all the time because of what you said. Like they thought, hey, if I post all the time on social media and I drive links to my site, then it'll be better for my rankings on Google. Exactly. This is like really nerdy stuff here. No, but, that's what I want to talk but about. Then the social media companies are like, well, now I have all this crap content where people are just linking back to their site. So I'm going to make it a no follow link. And that means like the juice stops. So interesting. So why do we as business people, owners, employees, why do we even care about social media for our business? Nick, you first. It ultimately comes down to who you're trying to attract towards your business, whether it be a customer or an employee. We get no metrics on that. Well, you can. We don't really know, though, that a customer's on Instagram post and- You can. That influenced them to create a yeah, $100,000 99.9% of the manufacturers listening do not have sophisticated marketing attribution that tells them every touch point the customer interacted with before they requested a quote. Yeah, right. if you're going to ask but me that question, uh, you're next. I would say it's about relationship. So to me, the most important aspect of social media is the relationships that you develop. And I would say that same thing holds for LinkedIn as much as it does for podcasting, True. whatever. I agree with that. It's about the relationship, first and foremost, way above everything else, the relationships you develop, not only 
say like the quantities of relationship, which is secondary to the deeper relationships that you develop as a result of the activity that you are doing on social media. Sure. Yeah, I agree with that. And I have a kind of a fun fact about that first episode. It was only 25 minutes. Oh, really? And what's interesting is now like 40 minutes has become like our mainstay. And I'd love to hear from the Metalworking Nation, which one you like better, 25 minutes or 40 minutes? I think they're going to say shorter. I've gotten some feedback on shorter is better. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which is great because I'm the shortest out of the three of us. <laughs> well, you're going to take a six foot two guy out of the equation very soon. So there you go. The average is going to be less. So maybe as a part of 2023, since we don't have Jim to ask the same question three times in a row in different ways, we can shorten yeah, we it up can to condense the episode. 25 yeah. minutes. And we don't have to define all the words. Yeah. So let's dig into this a little bit. And I thought we talk about the three different platforms that are relevant to business because this is a business podcast, right? We're talking about how to equip and inspire manufacturing professionals to run their business better. So of course, LinkedIn, of course, is at the top of the game. And then Instagram is somewhat relevant to business and promotion and just getting noticed. And then Facebook, I'm going to put that on the back burner, but that is a good way that I believe is a way to attract future talent because I think that's where a lot of machinists are at that in Instagram. And if you're looking for talent and trying to recruit new talent, those are the places that they're going to be. The chances of machinist being on LinkedIn, well, it's different now, eight, nine, 10 years later. Machinists might be on LinkedIn, but it's more favorable that they'd probably be on Instagram or Facebook. I think a machinist who wants to get recruited and make as much money as possible should be on LinkedIn. Yes, yes. That's where recruiters live. But so. Nick, nine years ago, they weren't. Can I we know. all agree, though, that we need to get rid of TikTok and shut it down? Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I have an account, but I don't even I open it up. I never got on that wave. You don't even have an account? No. Okay. I mean, speaking of social media, I do hope that at some point they do shut down TikTok for obvious reasons. And hopefully... Twitter will be able to circumvent that. Yeah, yeah. So a little kind of sidebar about TikTok and Instagram and stuff. So I think there's a place, like I don't think you can say, oh, the platform doesn't work because there's examples of the platform working for different companies pretty much regardless of the platform. It's about like how you engage with it and how you invest in it. And I think a strategy of really laser focusing and putting most of your energy towards whatever platform you pick is better than spreading it all a little bit everywhere else. Like for us, podcasting was the thing. I personally know that Instagram has a huge manufacturing community. I'm not on Instagram because it's a distraction. Uh, there was like three or four times where I was just whatever that thing in the algorithm that manipulates your brain and gets you addicted to it. I would spend like 25 minutes just scrolling. And then I would think I just wasted the most valuable resource I have. I wasted 25 minutes of my time and I got nothing out of it. So I deleted Instagram. Really? <laughs> That's interesting that yeah. you said that. I don't believe that you didn't get anything out of it. You saw something that could potentially influence a decision that you made tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. Yeah, I think honestly, like I was getting bombarded with things I didn't want to see. Well, there's a proliferation of soft porn on Instagram. I'm just going to say it, Nick. I know that's what you're thinking. Yeah. But like there really is. Oh, 100% Jim. And like, yeah. Because of who no, I Twitter am. Twitter has got soft porn. Both of them. My age group, I'm a man, whatever. It's just like bombarding me with stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to see this stuff anymore. Like, I don't get that on LinkedIn. You don't get that on LinkedIn. Yeah. And I don't have, I got rid of my Instagram app too. And if I need to go on Instagram, I'll just do it through a browser, which is like significantly inefficient. Right. And I do that. It doesn't monitor purposely. what you're viewing and structure but nothing your newsfeed. Inherently wrong with Instagram. There's good things no. on Instagram too. It's just for is. me, it was like, this is just a distraction and I've wasted my time. I don't want to waste my time. Okay. So since the three of us think, believe, agree that LinkedIn is probably your best business social media platform to be on, let's just dig into that 
platform just a little bit. And it is powerful, right? It is powerful to get the word out. So there's company pages. If you don't know this already, I'm going to go very basic. But there could potentially be people that are listening to the show that don't know the difference that there's a company page and a personal page. A company page is all about your company. It's all about Car Machine. It's, it's all set about up Zang. differently. It's set up differently. The way you view it is different. The way you own it is different. Yeah. The way you share is different. The way it shares in the algorithm is different. It's less personal and communicative, like on a more social way. It's more like Quite frankly, I think corporate updates and stuff. A corporate page gets less views, less hits, less likes, less shares. Oh, for sure. For sure. Especially in our community. Especially in our community. I believe, I don't know if you were talking about Google before. Remember when Google, and Nick, you'll remember this, put a big emphasis on featuring the personal attributes of the person that wrote a blog post. Do you remember that? It was a very brief period of time where... What was the question? They put a lot of credibility... You mean like the author? Oh, yes. The publisher the, yes. of the page or whatever? The publisher yes. of the page. And I think that in a lot of ways, when Google stopped that, LinkedIn took that over. Yeah. And I think that it was really smart on LinkedIn's side to really see that void that Google yeah, left anytime there. Anytime something like changes an algorithm, everybody like runs to the change. Yes. And then they game it and then they ruin it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and so then Google got rid of it. Like, I got to change now, it again. But, but I think LinkedIn is a better platform for that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Top of mind, like one of my sales guys wrote an article about the different tombstone structures and the materials that they're built in. And he didn't write it on a blog. He wrote it as a LinkedIn post. Yeah, a LinkedIn post because you can add a blog post to a LinkedIn. Like a LinkedIn article, like a published right. article. But those aren't very yeah. prominent anymore. I don't see I was see like, them. we need to put that on our website. And then you need to repurpose that on LinkedIn. Right. But it, I was just happy that he did. All right, so go yeah. ahead, Jim. Company pages. Yeah. So I would caution you to be very careful about how you start filling in the blanks of your company page. For instance, that picture that you put on your company page, I don't know about you, but it's really hard to size it and get it right. I would spend a little extra time to make sure you size it correctly. Otherwise, you look like some janky company. Exactly. Spend a little bit of time get that, is it called a header page? I think so, yeah. Your header page to size correctly. It's very rectangular. And then, of course, you could use your company logo as the secondary image. And you could probably, as a side note, you could probably hire somebody very inexpensively on Fiverr to help you to do that. Absolutely. Or something like that. You don't want to do it janky. You want to get it right. Mm -hmm. What's the definition of janky? Janky is kind of half-assed, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I would say... I think like that could be an actual word. It could be. Yeah. Also, half of a donkey. On your corporate page, there's a button that says view as admin or view as So before you go on, viewer. Jim, there's actually a proper definition for the word janky, which okay, is go. spelled J-A-N-K-Y. Okay, J-A-N-K-Y. J-A-N-K-Y. Jason, you're doing I Jim's know. job. And the definition is of extremely poor or unreliable quality. Yes. The software is pretty janky. Yeah, there there's go. hardly anywhere to eat other than a janky food court. <laughs> the car is embarrassing to drive because it's so jank. <laughs> is that Urban Dictionary? Do you even this have the Urban Dictionary? This is actually the New Oxford American Dictionary. Uh, that's as close as you'll get to a tribute from Jason. He defined a word. I know. In your honor. I appreciate that. More than you know. Can I take a funny sidestep in this conversation? So speaking of Urban Dictionary. So I was in a meeting. It was myself and my director of our e-commerce and Mike, our administrative director. And we were talking about COVID. And then one of our guy that's like our consultant for e-commerce. I was talking to these guys and I was like, yeah, first time I had COVID when it was like 2020. 
it didn't like affect me a lot. I got a cough and I was congested and stuff like that since I was by myself. Because what I did is I didn't want to be fixed in the basement and have my wife taking care of me. She should have been prioritizing the kids, not me, even though I was sick. So I went to my parents' place because they were gone and I was just by myself. And I'm like, if I die up there from COVID, because this is back when nobody really knew anything about COVID, I was like, that's fine. You know what I mean? Whatever. Try to call 911. But I was like, I was fine. So I was like, all I was doing was spending like 15 or 16 hours a day working because I was by myself with nothing to do. And I was like, what I probably should have done is that I should have been doing a little Netflix and chill and watching some movies and stuff. And the guy who's in our 20s, who's our director of e-commerce, he just starts busting out laughing. He was like, I don't think you understand what Netflix and chill means. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do not you know don't. what that means. I know and, what it is. And I, and I just, Amanda's unless got you're going to not chill yourself. And so I looked it up on Urban Dictionary. I'm like, oh man, I'm so yeah. embarrassed. <laughs> Next thing you know, Amanda's got COVID too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's so, funny. That I was like, funny. well, good thing that wasn't in front of the entire company. It was just a few people. <laughs> that sounds like something my dad would say. And now you're getting old. <laughs> I know. Sure. I am not of a yes. generation. Yeah. So anyway, back to that company page. There's an area for you to put in a little synopsis of what your company does. It's sensitive to how much information you can put in there. I think it's paragraph or a sentence or two. That's it. I would recommend just using your elevator pitch to get in there what you need to do. Again, it's optimized for search if people are trying to search you. Put your keywords in that area because it's important because it tells you what your company does. Did we get to the point where I said view as admin or view as a viewer? That's where Jason jumped in with his Netflix and chill story. That's an important thing, too. (laughs) There's a button there in the top right corner on your company page. You can look at it like if Nick was on the car page, how does that look to him? And you can go and do that. And it does change the view a little bit, so you can tweak it there. Any other comments that we want to make about business pages on LinkedIn? Because then I want to go right well, to personal. Well, you kind of mentioned it, but this will segue into personal. Okay. Corporate updates, I think, are important for like, and to show that your company's not just dead. Kind of reminds me of like when your company has like a news section and there's no news for the past three years. It's like, did you go on a business? I got to get on that. I got to be honest. Like, I haven't been doing a very good job with any of the stuff and I need to step up my game. It's okay. But I say that about the company page to say this, like where you really build the connections, where you really attract people. And especially like customers and build the relationship that Jason was mentioning is through your personal page. I totally agree. I totally Let's talk agree. talk about that. Go ahead. Yeah. So we've kind of defined the company page is important. It's important that you tag it when you're on your personal page because then people know that you have a corporate page. And if they want to quickly stay on the platform and jump over to your corporate page, it's going to be easy for them to do that. It also, those posts do show up on your company page too, if you tag it. So it's helping that. But let's get into the personal page because that's really what's impactful. That's what's important. That's what's getting most of your looks. And it kind of defines your brand per se. So the first thing that I always start with when I'm telling people, dude, your headshot has got to be a headshot. This is a professional business page. It can't be a picture of you at a football game with a beer in your hand. With a fish. A lot of people have a, a fish. A lot of, with a fish <laughs> or with sunglasses on and Maybe a it shows a little cap. personality sometimes, but I mean, it better be a good looking so fish. I'm going to push back on you a little bit, Jim. So like push back. That's what we're talking. You're kind of on the extreme end of these both. So you would go the glamour shots side of things. I didn't say glamour shot. Well, no, I'm just telling you, like you got the glamour shots photo and then there might be a guy with a fish. 
Okay. It's kind of like, do you have to be on social media? If that's his authentic self and he builds relationship based on his photo of him with the fish, hey, do it up, man. Like be yourself. You build up yourself based on your imagery that you've put forth and that's okay for you too. It is. I don't see anything inherently morally wrong with each either one of those things. I think the important thing is choose a headshot that you want to represent who you are. Exactly. Because I bet you that there's a guy who's the CEO of a 300 person manufacturing company and he's got a picture of him with a fish and go get it. That's fine. I got no problem with and that. And just make sure they can tell who you are. Right. If you can only see the fish and you because can't see the person, it's kind of hard to be like, and who Jim, is this it's okay guy? for you to have a different opinion than me. Yeah, about I know this, it is. And that's okay. I'm just saying, is it the right thing to do? Yeah. For him, it is. Jim, okay. you don't just have yeah. to follow Jason because you admire him. Yeah, so much. no, I know. So just <laughs> you do you, Jim, and like that guy with the fish does him. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, if you guys want to like fight this out, I'll just ref. Well, we're just talking about a, a dumb headshot, but that's okay. Here's the other thing. Have a headshot. Replace yes. fish with deer. Yes, you're right. Whatever. Have something. Have a freaking headshot. Yes. Because these profiles that have no headshot, it's like, just get yourself a headshot. I can almost guarantee that there's a company out there that has 500 employees and makes firearms and the owner of the company has a picture of themselves with a deer. Okay. I can almost guarantee that too because I know exactly what you're talking about. And they're uber successful and they're very good business owners and they're very smart and they got a picture of themselves with a deer and who cares? And it fits they their brand. They probably used a firearm to take that deer down. There you <laughs> go. They did. They probably did. But that's did. not who you are and that's okay. That's exactly right. shots, buddy. Exactly. And I love you for it. I know that. I know that. Jim has a picture with makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't, as a matter of fact. But yeah. Actually, Nick and I don't believe you. <laughs> Good. Actually, these are all just simple things that we've been talking about for years with regards to social media, just trying to make your personal profile as professional as it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, if you want to have a picture of yourself with a Paps blue ribbon in your hand or a deer in the background... Go for it, man. But I'm telling you, that's not representative of a professional image that you, I would hope that you're trying to project. In your opinion. In my opinion, yeah. yes. And I wouldn't equate deer shots with Paps Blue Ribbon either, because I know a lot of people who hunt deer and like fine wine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm and it's probably bush. No, just kidding. <laughs> All right. Here's the deal. So have a headshot. Okay. Just have a headshot. And be deliberate about have it. Have a headshot that represents yourself. Yes. I'm refereeing here. To Jim's yes. point, you probably read any like social media book on how to maximize your LinkedIn. It's going to say have a really nice professional headshot. To Jason's point, if you want a picture of yourself with a deer because you feel like that's what represents you and that's the message you want to show, go ahead and do it. Yeah. But definitely have a headshot. Yep. Okay. okay. Let's just Next. get into the architecture of the news feed just briefly. Everything down the middle is your news feed. That's what's constantly evolving. That's in real time, blah, 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 blah. That's where all the action's at. The right side column is typically all PPP, pay-per-click. Or PPC. If it was PPP, we'd all be getting a bunch of money from it. Pay-per-click, yeah. Pay-per-click. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, social media yes. expert. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you, social media, for that. The pay-per-click. Yes, you're absolutely right. It's all sponsored ads. How's that? Jim's yeah. going to go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Citing incorrect terms. Everyone's running to LinkedIn to collect their PPP so money. <laughs> he learned all his information from some plagiarized article yeah. from a 12-year-old. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so now I want to get in because time is getting of the essence right now. And I do want to say some parting words here before I'm done. But are you going to get emotional right no, now? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. Are you going to um, talk about the emotional side of social media? Though? Yes, right now. So I don't know about you, Nick, or you, Jason, but sometimes you can 
go on LinkedIn and you can get a little bit overwhelmed with, am I posting too much? Am I not posting enough? Am I not getting enough likes? This one, that one. People that you're not fond of, that you see often. Or you try too hard. You try too hard. Listen, go at your own pace. Go at your own speed. It's okay. All I would tell you to do is just be consistent in what you're doing. Don't post five things in one day and not come back for two months and then post again. And I would agree with that. I struggle with that, really. I struggle with that too. And there's actually a algorithmic side of that consistency that is very, very true. Yes, there is. So speaking of the algorithmic details, so we've had... We're going to talk about I'm going to put this person who I absolutely love, and I think she's just awesome. I'm going to put her slightly on blast here because she's my marketing director. And she's like, yeah, it takes me this many hours to do the corporate social media. And I'm like, how many hours? I can't remember what it was. Okay. I was like, really? Why? And she overthinks like, it. Yeah. I got to study she's what's an engineer. going on with algorithms and this oh, and that. And I'm like, no, God. you don't. You no, got to say, look at this cool success story. We made this awesome fixture. It clamps an automotive part. Customer's happy. Sweet picture. Boom. Post link done. And just do that. Totally free-line. agree. You said that perfectly. But that's one of the things that you could get anxiety from is like, am I checking every single box of doing it perfectly? And no. I think it's just doing it. Doing it frequently. Right. The picture is pretty important because you want to attract. I think you've got a millisecond to attract that person and the picture is probably going to be the thing that does. Right. The text is not going to do it. But once you do attract them and you start getting the comments, the thing to really get the algorithms, the sweet sauce on that post. Is to re-engage. Re-engage. And as quickly as you can. she brought up a really valid point. Like, well, every time someone comments, we go back on and re-comment. Yeah. And not vacuous comments either. Not just, thanks bunch, love you the most, XOXO. Clap, clap, clap. Yeah. You can't do I do some of that too. Yeah. Because I'm busy. It doesn't take that (laughs) much. If I like it, I'll just be like, oh, I really love that. Yeah. That's pretty lame. I do the hug emoji. Oh, with the two little hands. Yeah. I've never seen that. It's like the little circle with the two hands. I'm just kidding. Oh, I have seen that now that you mentioned it. It doesn't really represent hug. I know. It's weird. So what did we learn? I learned that nine years ago, Jim knew the exact same amount about social media. Well, I'm I'm just kidding. I know that there's a lot more users. I know that there's people are really amping up their social media. They're creating creating businesses. I think that what my takeaway is, if you're going to do it, make sure you put as much time and attention into your headshot, however you want it to represent you, as you do to your corporate page. Because we're talking to manufacturing leaders on this podcast. Yes. A lot of times, like they may have a headshot, but then their corporate page has like a logo that doesn't fit. And it's like, yeah, that looks like a lame company. Exactly. It's not that hard to do and do it right. Okay. I was searching Google News for social media Mm. and I did pull one sentence out that I want to share with you what it said. It says, social media posts, especially comment sections and Q&A sections will turn up in the Google search engine the image engine and the video search engine. So there, it still goes back to posting on social is still relevant in a Google search. So just so you know, it's helping you get noticed organically on your website. Yeah. You just don't want to have all these links thinking that if you link back to your website, it's doing anything as far as Google search authority. Yes. So anyway, that was the end. That was the book end of the what we did in December of 2014. This is December 2022. I just finished up. And my final word is I'd like to thank everyone, the sponsors, the guests, the people that hosted us, the people that have promoted us, 
the people that believed in us, but most importantly, the loyal fans of this show who were there every week listening. You made me the recording artist I always dreamed of, and I am highly thankful oh, for that's that. that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's it's true. Awesome, you man. know how I love that shit. Nick, thank you for everything. You've been a great addition to this show. I thank you for your candor, your support, your friendship, your manufacturing knowledge, your comedic talent. <laughs> I know you will be widely successful with AME and the continuation of making chips. You're a smart young man. Did you just call Nick a short young man? I did not. Smart. S-M-A-R-T. I heard smart, but smart. I heard I'll short. accept either. They're both yes. true. Jason. <laughs> Thank you for dreaming of this. Thank you for coming up with the name Making Chips at brunch on that one Sunday in Old Town. Good name, though. Yes. It's been a wild ride. The highs and the lows of a partnership are crazy. You've supported me to do my own thing. And I think our personalities were aligned in some weird way that we respected each other and made Making Chips successful. Man. So I love you guys the most. I'm on to more making chips and hopefully a lot. Yeah, yeah. And if I could say a few words yes, in closing, please, yes, please, please. I would hope so. Jim, we do wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Into the future. The great thing about podcasting is that it's not like this give and take. It's like you could be successful and we're successful. And I hope that you are successful going into the future. I mean, it has been a crazy, crazy wild ride. And one of the things I always talk about is if there's a challenge... And if there's a change, how do you make the best of that? And I think that the future of making chips, we've got some great ideas that making chips is going to be a Jason bigger, and I be- are pumped. Yeah, bigger Good. and better in the future. And Jim, and I think you, if what you want to do in the future, I think it's going to be great. And I think that you're going to find your voice in what you want to do. And best of luck to you for that. Thank you. So Thank this you. may be the last episode that you've structured. Yes, but there is one more after this. We're going to do a little send-off a episode. Send-off. Yeah. yeah. To kind of end the year here, too. Wait, I'm going to get the tissue out. Is this the point where the student becomes the teacher? I guess, yeah. The young, short grasshopper. Yes. <laughs> All right. So as we've said, what, 340 times-ish? This is episode 339. Okay, 339 times. If you're not making chips. You're not making money. Bam! Bam. Thanks for listening to the Making Chips Podcast. Jim and Jason knew that the metalworking nation, the community of world-class makers, needed to commit to a new way of leading to stay ahead of the competition. So, Making Chips was created to fill that void, to give you advice from other manufacturing leaders who can push you to take action. Your manufacturing challenges have a solution. And many of them are at makingchips.com.